0: We're back from a truly blessed church weekend away. A few highlights for me included the mummification of our senior pastor. A challenge to reread Lamentations while listening to Taylor Swift's back catalogue. But the main thing for me was just the opportunity to have some space to really meet with our church family, to speak to each other about um, our journey with church and our journey with Christ and just deepen that relationship. So therefore, what better time this morning than to speak about church as family. It's often noted that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. With my biological family, I'm really fortunate. They're a blessing to us. However, I'd still make a few tweaks. As some of you know, my sister-in-law is a Team GB marathon runner. Her husband, my brother, is a really good runner in his own right. So therefore, my sub 25-minute 5K of the 2022 Bracknell Samaritans Fun Run got no praise or respect whatsoever in my family, was not mentioned in my parents' Christmas newsletter, did not feature in the top 10 competitive 5Ks ran that year in my family. I just wish I could shine brighter in my family's athletic history. You will have your own unique family story with its specific challenges and blessings that will maybe shape your view of what family looks like. You will have your own unique story of maybe that wonderful auntie or that challenging uncle. Maybe you are that wonderful auntie or that challenging uncle. (laughs) but you can't choose your family. As I joke about my family, I'm fully aware that some people will have a completely different story. There'll be a lot of pain in that relationship. Can I encourage you that God knows and he is working through that today? To a certain extent, You can't pick your church family. We are so blessed to be full of wonderful people in this family. However, I would still make a few tweaks. In the ideal world, there would be less West Ham supporters among us. The irrationally high numbers I find quite odd and unsettling. If they win on Wednesday, it will be unbearable. But we will be forced to celebrate together as we are family. Our our church's family puts family front and center, slap bang in the middle. Reading, family, church. So why do we want to action church as family? Well, the reason is it's modeled like that everywhere you look in the Bible. Let's read Ephesians 2 verses 18 and 19, which will say, now, All of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners, you are citizens along with God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Point number one this morning, God models family. Straight out of the blocks, Adam in the Garden of Eden. We can read in Genesis 2, verse 18, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And remember, this is said pre-fall. This isn't the plan B. This isn't, okay, we've got to do it this way now. Relationship has always been God's plan, always been the model, because God is a relational God, and we are made in his image. God is relational in terms of the Trinity. God is relational in how he deals with us, how he communicates, how he sends Jesus for us. Our God made us for relationship God models being relational to show how we are to interact with others. It is not good for us to be alone. Number two, Jesus models family. Jesus himself modeled relationship. He did not do it on his own. First thing in the Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, he immediately starts gathering disciples. He also builds up a wider community of people like Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He builds his church family, and he loves his church family. In John 15, verse 15, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, I no longer call you slaves, because a master doesn't confide in His slaves Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. Jesus assures His disciples that they're no longer slaves, nor servants, nor colleagues, not associates, not employees, not students. Jesus chooses to describe his disciples as friends. The wonders of Google will tell you the Greek word here is philos, which obviously means friend as a noun, but as an adjective it means it's a term of endearment. It's an emotional term. When we say we want to model church as family, it is a statement of endearment. It is an emotional term. For me, Jesus models the very best discipleship technique. He calls them friends. The key relationships in our Christian walk will be born from making godly friends who firstly love Jesus and secondly love us. And then as we walk together and we share together, iron will sharpen iron and you will grow and serve together in Christ as friends, as family. Jesus treats his disciples as family. He loves them as family. In John 13, verse 1, this is just before the final Passover feast, it says, having loved them, he loved them to the end. Not that he put up with them to the end, not that he communicated via the occasional WhatsApp message to the end. No, he loved them to the end. And this is the model for us Jesus loves his church family. When someone in our family is hurting, we are hurting. When Lazarus dies, Jesus weeps. Because we belong to Christ, we belong to his family. Because Jesus loves his family, so will we. By modeling love and sacrificing our church as his ambassadors here on earth, it shows the world that Jesus models love and sacrifice throughout the whole of eternity. By taking that deep interest in each other, we show a tiny glimpse of the deep interest that Jesus has in that person, how important they are in God's eyes and in God's family. Number three, the early church models family. Church in the New Testament, it looks like family on a mission. In Acts 2, we have Pentecost. They're all gathered together in one place. The Spirit comes, the Lord adds to their number daily, all who are being saved. It says... All the believers were there together and had everything in common. They shared possessions, they shared their homes. The New Testament church shows us what loving each other looks like, fulfilling whatever the need is. Somebody needs a kidney, don't worry, I've got two. You can have both. When I hear the stories of what people are doing in this church, how they are serving each other, the kindness, the sacrifice, the heart for this, it inspires me and I'm so grateful to be part of this family. We are called to be family on a mission. He draws us close and he sends us out. At the Reading Half Marathon, we went to support Naomi, who is our Team GB sister-in-law. While we were waiting for her to run past, this lady began to start chatting to me. She said, are you supporting someone in particular? I said, yes, my sister-in-law is running. And she said, how lovely. It's so much nicer when you have someone to support who is part of it. And I said to this blessed lady, oh, she's not here to be part of it she's here to win it. (laughs) And she gave me a funny look and she sidestepped away and we have never spoken since. (laughs) Naomi did win. Hold that thought. If you look at this area on Google Maps, you will see a chip shop, you'll see a leisure center, you'll see a football stadium, you'll see JMA, you'll see Reading Family Church offices. And while the chip shop and the leisure centre and the football stadium are here to be part of the community. As Reading Family Church, as God's people here on earth, we are here for more. We're not here to be part of it. We're here to win it. We have a greater significance. We have a higher calling. We are here to be the most important thing in this community. Why? Because Jesus is the most important thing in this community. Not for our fame, because what would be the point in that, but for Jesus. Jesus' name to be lifted up in our town. The Saviour, the Solution, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Way, the Truth, the Life. We are here to be family, loving each other well, on a mission for Jesus. Winning souls for Christ. We seek to be a growing Jesus-centered community, bringing God's kingdom to Reading and beyond. And we are going to do that as a family in Christ. There are no solo missions in Christianity. It's a relational thing. It was never intended to be a private thing. There is no call for the lone wolf heroes that you see in films like James Bond or John Wick taking on the world on their own. They need not apply. No solo missions, no contractual arrangements, no colleagues, no random people that just happen to be in the same church as us. Instead, partnering with Christ as his church, as his family for his glory. In Acts 20, verses 36 to 38, we have the moment where Paul is leaving the Ephesian church. It says in verse 36, When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried and they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. This is real This is what family looks like. No one is exempt from this. Even Paul, the no-nonsense hard man, he does family. He does emotion. When the Apostle Paul leaves your church, the immediate thought was not, that's going to leave a big gap in the preaching rotor. Instead, what grieved them most was the fact that they would not see his face. Deeply relational, deeply emotional, because this is family. We do church together, we do weekends away together, we serve together to build that connection between us, to love Jesus better and love each other better as a result, to draw us close, to send us out. Full transparency, here is the catch. Being family comes with a cost. It will cost you your time. It's messy. It's, it needs vulnerability. Family requires sacrifice, dedication, commitment, contribution. We might get hurt in our church family. Jesus got hurt in his church family. Peter denied him. Judas betrayed him. The others let him down at various times. There are examples of failing attempts of church as family in the New Testament. If you read Corinthians, it's issue after issue there. The solution is not to change the model. The solution is to double down on the model. It's to correct the issues, repair the relationships, love Jesus, and love each other. The church is not a man-made society which we can participate in or opt out of depending on our own level of satisfaction. The PTA, the Neighbourhood Watch, the Thursday night five-a-side football does not obligate us to personal sacrifice when things get tough, but family does. Family is not just a Sunday thing, it's an every hour of every day thing. If you are a Christian and you struggle with the church model, point number one, it's family. It's meant to be a painful, annoying mess. It is complicated. Point number two, this is the plan. This is the bride of Christ. There is no plan B. This is how we fulfill the great commission. This is it till Christ returns. And then after that, We are still stuck with each other, so we may as well start practicing in this now. Point number three, we are not perfect here. We are flawed people trying to do our best. You may prefer a different style of church, a different way of doing things, maybe a different preacher who's better at sermons, but the non-negotiable part is the church is the family, because that is the bit that is explicitly modelled by God. Just to finish, how do we practically model this even better? How do we respond to this? What are the next steps? Is it church membership, like we've seen this morning? Is it attending that life group, joining that rota, befriending that person, being accountable to that person? Is it increasing in hospitality, whatever that may look like? Is it gathering that team to do that thing to impact our town? Is there a specific calling for you this season? Someone to invest in, someone to reach out to. Is there someone to bring in from the fringes of this church? Is there something you need to do to move from the fringes of this church? If this is all new for you today, please know that there is always space in God's family. Jesus is calling you today. He has a place for you, and we have a place for you. That you are made for this, that this is it, this is the thing that you are loved, that Jesus longs for you to be part of his family, and he has paid the ultimate price to make that fully possible. He has an amazing plan for you. The whole work of redemption has this in view, a vast family of increasing members, all looking increasingly like their older brother, Jesus. Of course, this is a work in progress, but the goal is Christ. We are his bride, his ambassadors here on earth. Let's model the deep love that we see with Jesus, that we see in the church in Acts. So the world is drawn to us because they see a small glimpse of what Jesus is like in us. God models this, Jesus models this, the early church models this, we are here to be family, loving each other well, on a mission for Jesus, winning souls for Christ. Whatever you need to do, go home with the truth from Ephesians, truth for all who know Jesus. You are citizens, along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to pray now and then Amen is going to come and lead us in, communi- in communion as a family. Father God, I thank you that we are united in you this morning. I thank you that we have that example in you this morning. I thank you that we have this church family around us this morning. This amazing opportunity to be your ambassadors here on earth. May we reach that potential with you, Lord God. May we answer that call for you may we work well as family may we love each other better and may we look to you as your the example amen amen, amen. amen.